Every believer has the capacity to live as Jesus lived. Live victoriously over sin, sickness, death, poverty, and every evil works of the enemy. You can transform not just your own life, but the lives of people around you. The more you expose yourself to the words of God, the more you see it flow through you. In this message, Pastor Philip teaches on how you can respond to God's unconditional love for you. Live your life in the reality of His power and be all His Word says you can be. Someone sent a message last Sunday and I shared it with the group page when we're having a powerful meeting here on Sunday. She said, she said she was at home, she's in UK, and then she was going about her morning chores, but she was listening to the service as it was going on. And then he said when the anointing came and people were you know, being knocked down by God's power, he said she fell down in her own house, far away in UK. So she, she said she got up and said, ah, who pushed me? <laughs> That's to show that these things are powerful. Don't joke with it. They are very powerful. God is not restricted by distance. God is not restricted by time. That is why it's possible for me to make a declaration today. And somebody hears this sermon next two years. And says a big amen to it. And it works. Because God is not limited by time. And you are here today. You are here physically. You don't want to miss out on what God can do. You don't want to miss out on what God can do. Last week we started on ministering with power. Ministering with power. And I believe God that God began to stir in our hearts a desire for something more. Ministering with power. Ministering with a difference. Witnessing with power. Reaching out to souls with power. And I emphasize the need for this. That this is not just exclusive to pastors. It's not exclusive to deacons or exclusive to reverends or prophets. That is no exclusivities with God. The Bible says, for God is not a respecter of persons. God is not a respecter of persons. In every nation, in every people, among every people, everyone that walks righteousness and fears him is acceptable with him. God is not limited to your color, to your height. How many of you know that Paul the Apostle was about four feet tall? Do you know your four feet? You guys are very tall. I think it's Jubilee that is not... She's down to head. Tall, about four feet. And everybody, their heights, you know, I used to say in those days, I said, if you are very tall, it's because when demons are trying to fly, you can catch them. And if you are very down to head, when they want to creep in, then you can see them. <laughs> it's not limited to your height. There are no exclusivities with God. It's not limited to your sex. Amy McPherson, Powerful woman was the one that started the first quake. Do you know that the first quake gospel church that's all over the world today was started by a woman? A woman, not a male woman, no. like a woman woman. Maria would what hurt her. Powerful woman. Powerful woman. Catherine Coleman. Powerful woman. God is not limited to your sex. There are no exclusivities with God. But I say with Christ, in Christ there is no male, no female. There is no Jew, no Gentile. There is no title. We are our limitations. We are, we are. 
The Bible says, Second Timothy says, anyone that projects himself becomes a vessel unto honor. I am the one that decides how far God can use me. Not God. Not God. And I said that last week, I was very emphatic because I wanted you to understand that you have no restriction. God has not stopped you. God has not limited you. You are your own limitation. I said particularly again last week that God, when he begins to send you, he gives us power to. In Matthew chapter 9, he says, and he sent them. Matthew chapter 10, he says, he gave them power over all unclean spirits, over every disease, including COVID-19. I was telling my wife as I was driving, I said, you see this COVID-19 thing? I'm not even, there's no, there's, I have already, in fact, <laughs> I'm not even, it's not even anything again. I have done it too much now. It's too much. I have, I have almost 20 testimonies now. I can even write to NDC. <laughs> NDC. <laughs> yeah. I mean, about 20 testimonies. What am I talking about? Somebody sent me this week. Came from Ibado. She didn't tell her mom. She said, Pastor, that's happened. He said, right now, as I'm speaking, I can't even breathe. My, I, I have chest problem. He said, I cannot even tell them. I said, you. It's not about online church members. I said, put your hand on that picture. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Because there's no limitation to distance. He can do it through the phone, telecommunication. He can do it anywhere. So when he sends you, he gives you the power. Our restrictions are ourselves. We are the one that decides how far he can use us. So I said, why do we need to minister with proofs? Number one, I said last week, it is God's design. It is God's plan. It is God's design that people must minister with proofs. That there must be a proof to your declaration. And we know that if there's no proof to what you are saying, it cannot be stood on. It is with the proofs that you have that corroborates your claims. I read book of Matthew chapter 9 verse 38, 10, Matthew chapter 10 verse 1, I gave them power and I said categorically that it's the proofs that he gives to them that puts a claim on their words. Isaiah chapter 11 verse 4, quickly. Isaiah 11 verse 4, let's start from there. Isaiah 11 verse 4. Are you there, Jerry? But the righteous shall he judge. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove with equity for the mix. Listen to that. And he shall smite the earth. Did you see that? Did you see that? Can you see that? He shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth. And with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. Now, it's a mixture of the rod and the breath. The Bible says, and the rod will come from this house of Jesse. Rod, signifying the word of God, is an indication of Jesus. It shall smite with the rod, but it will slay with the breath. So there's always a mixture of the rod and the breath. The rod is the word. The breath is the spirit. It is the spirit that gives life to the world. That is why he said, don't go and preach until you are endued with power when the Holy Ghost comes on you. Because when the Holy Ghost does not come on you, anything you say will have no power. It is the rod and the breath. When he sent Moses, he said, go, I make you a God unto Pharaoh. He gave him the rod, then he gave him the breath. When he stood in Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says that God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and everything was shapeless. It says that the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, you see that the Spirit was already in operation before the word came. Because the world without the Spirit is empty. That is why he insists on the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is the fire behind the world. The Holy Spirit is the producer of proofs. Is the Holy Spirit. 
not your eloquence, not your ability to speak. If I say go and preach the gospel, the first thing you think, okay, what I will say, what I will say, the first is to be endued. Sometimes without saying anything, the power of God can convict the person. I've shared testimonies here before now. Charles Jeff, you know, I'm living with Charles Jeff in it. Ah, Charles, you know Charles Jeff in it? Let me see you know him. Charles Jeff in it. Powerful man of God. An Englishman. You guys read the biography of those guys. You know, we are forgetting those guys. Those guys were, they, they moved. Those are the stories that will steer your heart for something more than natural. Charles Jiffany entered a shoemaking company. And he was, he, the, way, the way he wore his hat, he didn't wear his hat very well. He wore it, you know, English men with all these cuts, see how you put your belt, how you put your tie, all this. So I think it was not very perfect the way he wore his hat. Give me a sound on this, Alex. Increase it. As he entered the shoemaking company, the ladies who were, the, you know, making the shoes, they started laughing at him. And they started, on the moment they started laughing at him, he looked at her, she and her friend. He just stared at her. And within two minutes, she started sobbing. She started crying. He kept staring. He stared on everyone in the company. Stared. Everybody stopped their work and started sobbing. The manager came out from his office upstairs. Because he wasn't hearing the sound of the machine. Blum, blum, blum. He wasn't hearing what's happening. He came out and saw 200 of his staff people on their knees, sobbing. He never said a word. And he won 200 people to Jesus. Just by his stare. Just by his stare. Just by looking at them. It's the Holy Ghost that is the fire behind. I told you, I entered the, I entered the car here in Abuja. As I entered, I don't know the guy. I sat. He started shaking. He had a cigarette in his hands. He started shaking. As I said, I said, I said, I don't go drink him again. No. I said, I don't go smoke him again. No. I don't want to smoke him again. Honestly, God, no. I don't want to smoke this thing again. No. I said, what happened? He said, no, no. As you enter, no, no. I said, pa, pa, pa. See after me. Lord Jesus, Lord, I come to you today. I give you my life. I know when the Holy Ghost takes over. I know. Without a word. The Holy Spirit is the producer of proofs. Is the producer. It's not your eloquence. It's not your ability to speak. It's not how beautiful your language is. It's the power behind your word. And I will show you Acts chapter 18. Acts chapter 18 quickly. Acts chapter 18 verse 24. Acts chapter 18 verse 24. Acts chapter 18 verse 24. Look at this. This is powerful. Acts 18 verse 24. Are you there? The Bible says, And a certain Jew named Apollos. Look at this. Born in Alexandria, an eloquent man. I told you about eloquence last week. People with global appeal in the way they communicate in such a way that they are able to connect with every kind of crowd. Because they are globally eloquent. The Bible says he was eloquent and mighty in scriptures. So I told you last week that knowledge makes you a preacher. It is power that makes you a witness. He was mighty in the scriptures. He came to Ephesus. This man was instructed in the way of the Lord. And being fervent in the spirit, he spake and taught diligently of the things of the Lord. Next one. Knowing only the baptism of John. Did you see that? Even though he was mighty in scriptures, even though he was eloquent, he does not know anything about the Holy Ghost. The only thing he knows is the baptism of John. So he will start to preach. John the Baptist was a powerful man. He baptized James, baptized Nathaniel, baptized Thaddeus, baptized Alexandria, and he was mighty. And you know, maybe it was from Baptist Church. Hallelujah. 
So he preached so much on the baptism of John. And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. Whom when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. Because he didn't understand the Holy Ghost. It was not perfect. The Bible says, and when he was disposed, he passed into, next verse, quickly, help me Jerry. It exposed, is that verse 28? It disposed unto a child. The brethren wrote, exhorting disciples to receive him. Who when he came, helped them much, which had believed through grace. Verse 28. For he was mightily convinced the Jews and that publicly showing by the truth that Jesus Christ was Christ. So he was preaching about Jesus and preaching about John the Baptist, but had no knowledge. He had absolutely no knowledge of the Holy Spirit. So give me the next verse I gave you. Verse, chapter 19, verse 1. We go from chapter 19. Now this is the next, this is Acts chapter 18. We go to chapter, Acts chapter 19 now. Please follow me closely. The Bible says that he did not know anything about the Holy Ghost. And it was at Ephesus. So when Paul came, and it came to pass, that while Apollos was at Corinth, Apollos had left Ephesus, had gone to Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus. When Paul came to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, we have not as much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Now, because the person who has been preaching to them, his name is Apollos. He did not know anything about the Holy Ghost. Ephesus was a land given to idol worship, was a land given to, you know, um, sorcery and magic. So even though he was preaching so much and preaching so much, there was no change. There were no change, nothing at all in the city. But when Paul came, Paul noticed that something was missing. They didn't complain to him. He just said, wait, 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 wait. You guys, have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Have you been baptized? Because he was looking at them, the way they were doing. They said, no. We didn't even hear. Whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, unto what then were you baptized? They unto John baptism. Now, do you blame them? That was all that they had. That was all that they knew. John's baptism. Because Apollos, the Baptist reverend, was the only one preaching about John's baptism. Then Paul said, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that you should believe on him that will come, which is Christ. Next, next verse, verse 5. Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them and they spake with tongues and the prophesied. Give me the next one. Verse 11 now. And when, now see, when Paul did that, I want, I want you to give me verse 11 first. Verse 11. When Paul did that, the Holy Ghost came on them. Now you see immediately, verse 11, Jerry, you see immediately there was a change in the atmosphere. All that they knew before was John's baptism and that Jesus Christ was Christ. They didn't have any power. There was no difference. The Bible says immediately, verse 11, and God began to wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul so that from his body were brought unto the sick, handkerchiefs or aprons. Hey, and the diseases departed from them and the evil spirits went out of them. This is, why, this is what happened. Paul was a tent maker. When he sits down to make his tent, he wears a prom. You know a prom? As he's walking, he's sweating. He uses the apron to wipe his sweat. That was what they were packing. To those that were demon possessed. Paul did not follow them. Paul did not follow them. Handkerchiefs. That is where they got that mantle, bring me mantle thing. This is where they got it from. Even though some people now idolized it. But this manifestation is not exclusive to Paul. 
It is not Paul's private property. Are you following me? Uh, no, you are not following me. This manifestation of God's spirit is not an exclusive right of Paul. About three years ago, I was in the office. A friend of mine called me. A mom, a mom's blood pressure at 220. She slumped and was unconscious. Now, they were rushing out to the hospital. And when they go to the hospital, the doctor says, ah, 220. If this woman wakes up, she might come up with a stroke. So she called me holding me. And that time, I was already gyrating. I just read the book, Purpose of Pentecost by T.L. Osborne. Purpose of Pentecost. If you want to operate in the power of God, go and look for that book. I bought it 16 era. Purpose of Pentecost. T.L. Osborne. Ah! I have two copies. If I see another one, I'll buy it. I don't want to hear that it has finished in the market. Because when my children grow up, they must read it. T.L. Osborne. I was still listening to T.L. Osborne till late yesterday night. He's dead now, but he works on YouTube. Powerful man of God. Ha! So when I, I was directing, I was directing the office. He called me and said, Bro Philip. I said, well, I'm not past that thing. Bro Philip, Bro Philip, what happened? He said, ah, My mommy has fallen. She, she has slumped and she's been rushed to the hospital. I said, Which hospital? She said, Google. I said, Ah, I quickly caught the call because, you know, it's stroke. And by that time, I had not prayed for anything that is stroke. You know, I've prayed for headache, I prayed for back pain, but not stroke. So I caught it and I had the Holy Ghost. He said, Philip, you are the one that was saying, ah, the church needs power. The church needs power. He said, it's an opportunity for you. So when you pray for power, God doesn't give you power. He gives you an opportunity to express the power he has given to you. Mm, you will get it. You will get it. You will get it. You will get it. What he gives you is an opportunity to display what he has given to you. So I called back. I said, okay, I will come and pray for her. And as I was talking, the Holy Ghost was interrupting me. He said, you can't go. You can't go. I said, Lord. He said, you have a meeting this evening. You can't go. I said, so what do I do? He said, tell her to come. Pray on an handkerchief. Ah. I said, God, this is strong, oh. This is no headache. Because I think that anything that has to be stroke or HIV or cancer, I have to be there physically. But the Holy Ghost told me, out of the bodies of Paul, we are handkerchiefs or aprons taken. See, that's your scripture. Pray on that handkerchief. So she came and I prayed on the handkerchief and gave it to her. As I prayed, it was about five o'clock in the evening. So I remember as she was rushing up, I tried to rush to one corner to go and pray. God said, ah, what do you want to do? I said, I want to pray. He said, pray about what? I said, pray about it. God said, what, what about the prayer you have prayed? No, no, no. He said, this is your prayer of fear. Who can't sue that your prayer of faith. You know you can pray out of fear. So, Holy Ghost said, you must not pray. Ah, that day, I was so afraid. I said, if this woman should die, let me pray. He said, no, you are afraid. Learn to pray once and believe. Bible says, if you pray, ask anything, believe that you have it. So, I will just remember again and say, if she die throughout the night, I said, that woman would have died by now. In the morning, she spoke to me. I said, Pastor Philip. I said, yes. He said, the moment I dropped the handkerchief on my mother, the doctors tested it. Her blood pressure was down 120. Instantly. There is no drug on earth that can guarantee that. There's no drug. No, not on this earth. From 220 to 120, the doctors collected back all their drugs immediately. I said, Mama, you are discharged. She got up. She sent me. She showed her the handkerchief. So she took the handkerchief and put it on her chest and said, let's go. <laughs> I was dancing. Jesus! 
You are the same yesterday. You are the same today. And you are the same forever. Out of their bodies were brought. My name is not Paul. My name is Philip. And I'm not that Philip in the Bible. My name is Philip Olubaki. My father is from Abel Kuta. He was an herbalist. There is no inheritance of Jew in our, in our lineage. We are from Habali's family. There's nothing exclusive about me. Nothing. It is God. It is God. So we see the difference. Quickly, give me verse 18 now. Verse 18 quickly. Let's see what happens immediately. When the Holy Ghost was introduced into Ephesus. Look at what happened in verse 18. The Bible says, And many that came and confessed, and showed their deeds. Verse 19. Many of them also, we had curious arts. That's magic. Brought their books together and burnt them. So we see in verse 20, so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. So mightily. Why did the word of God now grew? Because the Holy Ghost was introduced. They knew the word before. Apollos was an eloquent man. He taught mightily, but there was no result. Because the Holy Ghost is the producer of proofs. The Holy Ghost is the producer. Of proofs. It is God's design. Number two, to convince the world. Number one is God's design. Number two, to convince the world. Why do I need to witness with proofs? Number two, to convince the world. The world is tossed to and fro and undecided. Proofs will settle their doubt. In the book of John, chapter 4, verse 14, the Bible says, Except they see signs, they will not believe. In 1 Kings chapter 18, we saw how Elijah converted the whole nation by signs. In Acts chapter 9, verse 32, Acts chapter 9, verse 32 to 35, Ananias was sick. Give me verse 35 alone. Ananias had been sick for nine years, was bedridden. He was bedridden. Ananias, bedridden for nine years. Everyone knew him, but Peter came there. Acts chapter 9, verse 35. Peter came there and says, Ananias, do you have it, Jerry? He says, Do you? He said, The Lord Jesus, Acts chapter 9, help me, somebody. Acts chapter 9, verse 35. He had been sick nine years. Give me verse 34. Give me verse 33. He met a man named Enias, yes? Who had been paralyzed and what? Bedding for how many years? For eight years. Peter said to him, Enias. Jesus Christ heals you, yes? Get up. And roll up your sleeping mat. And he was healed, how? How was he healed? Was he small, small? Was he recovering small, small? How did he heal? Instant, yes, continue. The whole population living in that area when they saw Elias, who they knew who was their neighbor, who had been sick for eight years, when they saw him walking up and down, they all did what? They did what? They turned to the Lord. Peter didn't to preach another message. A picture is worth more than 1,000 words. They saw it. They saw Elias. Ah, brother Elias. Have you heard about what happened to Brother Hanias? That one called Timothy. Ah, Timothy, you caught Adios, you caught Nathaniel. Ah, can you see? Can you see? They said, We know him all. What happened? They said, Peter came, laid hands on him, and he began to walk. And everybody living in that area, there is an Anias in every city. There's a key to every city. 
Ah, Lord, give us an alias. Someone whose miracle would open the door for a crowd that would overflow this church. A door for a crowd that would fill the kingdom. He prayed for that guy and he got up and everyone believed. Give me the next one, Jerry. Everyone turned to God. It is a way to convince the world. Acts chapter 9 still. The story of Dorcas. Verse 36. Acts chapter 9 verse 36. And there was a Joppa, a certain disciple named Tabitha, which was interpreted to be Dorcas, yes? This woman was full of good works, blah, 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 blah. Go straight to verse 40 because of her time. So she died. We all know the story about how she died. And people were asking Peter to come lay hands, on, lay hands on her. And Peter put them all forth and kneeled down and prayed. Turning him to the body said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat up. Next verse, verse 41. And he gave her his hands and lifted her up. And when he had called the saints and widows, he presented her alive to them. Verse 42 now. And it was known throughout all Joppa. What happened? Eh? Eh? And many, many believed. It is a way to convince the world. It is God's way to convince the world. If you read throughout the book of Acts, the Acts, like I said this morning, is the pattern of the New Testament church. Those guys did not draw in crowd with anything other than signs. It is the way to convince the world. I remember a lady who I prayed. I didn't pray. I didn't even know. I didn't even know she wasn't born again. And Jesus can heal the sick. Whether they be Muslims, Buddhists, or Judaists, or which one again? Rostrikusha, Amok, whatever religion. Everyone was created by God. You are the one that chose your religion. And that's why I love everyone, whether you believe in Christ or not, because you are created by my God. You belong to him. I moved into my hostel campus, my, my hostel on campus. I think I was in part four. ETF. Who went to OU? OU. Ah, no OU in this church. Jesus Christ. UK, you also. Okay, ah, that's fine. That's fine. OU. Great effect. Yes. <laughs> ETF. And I moved and I saw a guy who was sitting down there, you know, was shivering and shivering. And I walked up to him. I said, what's wrong with you? He said, nothing. That's okay. So I kept arranging my things. He was shivering. I said, what, what is wrong with you? He said, nothing, sir. After that, I said, no. Something is wrong with you. He said, I'm not feeling fine. I've not been feeling fine for days. I said, give me your hands. He said, but I'm not a Christian. I said, do you want to be a Christian or you want to be healed? He said, I want to be. I said, give me your hands now. Give me his hands. I said, Father... I don't know any Christian you healed in the Bible. There was nobody that was healed that was already saved because Jesus couldn't have saved anyone if he had not died. So everyone in the Bible were not Christians. Everyone. Lord, heal this fellow today to show him your Lord. I finished. In less than five minutes, all the people went. He said, ah, I can't think. I said, you are healed. Do you think it would be difficult for me to preach the gospel to you? Eh? Will it be difficult? Someone sent me a testimony to me this week and I shared it on our page. He's an Uber driver. He's not a member of this church, but he comes here often. The woman was sneezing, sneezing and coughing and you know, all that in his car. And he said, ah, this COVID era. Madam, do you think I should switch off the AC? He said, no, no. Just, he, said, he said, madam, do you want me to pray for you? She was wearing full hijab. Full hijab. She said, surprisingly, the woman said, pray for me. 
at the risk of COVID, stretched his hands and held the woman. But said, they shall lay hands on the sick, even including COVID-19. You see, we will know the supremacy of God's power over this disease. There is no disease that can make the word of God invaluable. There is no disease. There is no... Jesus Christ laid hands on leprous people. Leprosy was the most contagious disease. He laid hands on lepers and they got cleansed. So he laid hands on this woman. She said, he kept remembering me. He said, bro, Philip used to say, if I can heal the sick, you can. If, he said, that was what was ringing in his mind. He said, he laid and the sneezing stopped instantly. Till he drove the woman to where she was going. She didn't sneeze one. And she was a Muslim. Bible says, and the man was a Samaritan. And the man, they will put it there, and the man was, so to include that God does not discriminate. Salvation is the biggest miracle. He that has already given you his son, it is no healing he will withhold from you. No healing. So you have seen him heal the sick. He will heal you in advance. Believing that you will save him afterwards. I have seen, me, there's nothing I like more than praying for Muslims. You see, prayer and evangelism is the sweetest. Because then you don't need to talk too much. My friend, I've shared that testimony here in church before. She used to live in Nigeria before she moved to the U.S. And when she moved to the U.S., she became a non-believer. Because all the prayer we used to pray in Nigeria, the government has already answered the prayer in the U.S. While we are praying that, Lord, Lord, let there be light. The thing that God said, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, let there be light. We are still praying Genesis chapter 1 to 1. We, are, we want to be dragging God's back. God said, no, you are on your own. <laughs> You are driving home in the evening. You are saying, ah, God, let there be light. Why? Is PSC ended? But you know, it's a very irresponsible nation. Irresponsible government. After that, it's says, okay, it's okay, it's okay. Eh? Off your mic. <laughs> we are not going to offer our mic. What is okay? They must explain to us. It's not okay. People are hungry. It's not, things are not okay. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. We use the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross of Calvary for the salvation of the whole world. We use it to cover our road. As Kota, as I'm traveling, I cover my road with the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus that was shed for the salvation of mankind using for ordinary Kota. Because of a useless government that would not work on our roads. Now, our roads has killed more people than COVID-19. Nigerian roads has killed more people and COVID-19 and they are, they are focusing on COVID-19 because of the chopments that they are chopping there. She went to the US. She didn't need to pray because there's no witch sitting on the transformer. There's no bats on their Nepal line. Government answered that one. There is no problem. They pass their exams very, very fantastically. The education is so easy. You don't need to pray and fast for exam. Yeah, you pray about finance, Father Lord, in the name of Jesus. Ah, I have the mind of Christ. I remember <laughs> government has answered that one. Ordinary CS people are dying in this country. Ordinary CS just to open somebody's womb and bring a baby. People are dying. Animals are giving birth without, without oppression. Our own is different. Our dog gave birth, we didn't operate it. This is where the problem is. My friend died three years ago in an hospital here. No oxygen. We carry her on her head like this with a, with a stretcher. Nothing to move her. She died. If you sit down and you are praying in the hospital in the US, the doctor says, oh, sorry, excuse me. We have 99.9% .9 
success rate. You don't need to do all that. Just leave God alone. Let him face Nigeria. We are, we are here. So she got to the U.S. and she didn't see any need to serve God anymore. Because the need-sensitive God that we have created for ourselves was no longer necessary in that nation. So she told me, she said, Philip, those were the days of my foolishness. She said, all oh, those days of following Jesus. She sees and says, stop all these things you are doing. She says, on my status, Jesus is Lord. I carry him on my head. I tied him to my chest. She said, forget all these things. All this is rubbish. She kept saying it. And I said, look, Fumbi, I will not stop praying for you. I will not stop praying for you. I will not stop praying for you. Until one day she discovered lumps in her breast. And she called me, Philip, please. I was dancing, honestly. I said, yes, this is my opportunity to show you that Jesus is Lord. That same Jesus you abandoned, he will not heal you now. And I prayed for her over the phone. I've never been to the U.S. in my life. Over the phone. Someone say over the phone. Over the phone. The Bible says they heard my voice. And the strangers, we don't want call off me all the secret places. He said they heard my voice. They did not see me. She was instantly healed. All the lumps disappeared. She came back and said, Jesus is Lord. We need signs to convince the world. To hand it because I don't have too much time. Number three, we need signs. I don't know which one I will say now. Because I have like three left, but I want to say only one. Hmm. Let me say this one. I'll leave the remaining two till next year. <laughs> we need signs to combat the devil. We need signs to confront the devil. Psalm 66 verse 3. We need signs to confront the devil. Psalm 66 verse 3. What does Psalm 66 verse 3 say? Help me. Make a joyful noise, O God, unto God. All ye lands, sing forth the honor of his name. Say unto God, how terrible are thou in thy works. How terrible, how mighty, how strong are your works. It says, through the greatness of thy power shall your enemies submit themselves unto you. Through what? Eh? Answer yourself, through what? Through the greatness of his power, not through the mightiness of his grammar. Not through the fluency of his elocution. Through the greatness of his power, my enemies submit themselves unto me. It is the only way to combat Satan. You can't combat Satan with, with, with mighty words. And you need this thing. You know, because Satan will not stop. Satan will not stop Jesus Christ comes. He will keep poking his nose into your business. He will keep poking his nose into your... You cannot stop him. You have to ensure that you are perpetually at the gate of your house. At the gate of your life. Through the greatness of his power, they submit. All over the scriptures we see. Acts chapter 8. Out of read, but there's no time. Acts chapter 8. The Bible says that Philip had come into Samaria and there was a man called Simon the Magician. Simon the Magician had taken the whole city in sorcery. Everyone was submitted to him. But Philip came with a, with a mightier power. 
The Bible says when they saw, when people saw the healings and the miracles that he did, they left Simon and followed Philip. Even Simon abandoned his shrine and followed Philip. Because it is true the greatness of his power. There's a story that we read many, many years ago about what happened in Elisha. Elisha is a, is a city that is given to God. If you go there, there are a lot of churches in Elisha. And say, why are there so many churches in Elisha? They said there was a particular time. Missionaries came to Elisha. Follow this. And they were preaching. And because it was given you, most Yoruba cities, Asian Yoruba cities are given to idol worship. Yoruba people are very given to idol worship. And she came in, and they came in, and they started preaching. And people said, no, 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 we cannot be serving two gods. If we are going to serve a God, we must know the God that we are going to serve. And the abalists in the city said, no, you cannot bring another strange God here. So they said, okay, let there be a combat. They pick a day for competition. True life story. The missionaries were there at one side. The abalists were there at the other side. And they picked a day. The whole city was gathered because the city must decide that day who they are going to serve. Did this happen in the Bible before? Eh? You know, today's Christians, we are so lazy. The moment you hear that kind of thing, you're already afraid. Say, ah, wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. <laughs> wisdom, 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 wisdom. <laughs> ah. Those guys stood their grounds and immediately something happened from the other side of the of the abalist. The, the mighty man among them became a big snake like a python and started crawling towards the Christians. They stood their ground and they were praying in violent tongues. Marco Pleketele Prado when the snake came close, they did not run away. Amen. Tap your neighbor. Say, neighbor. They did not run away. We have built a very lazy set of Christians. This generation, we need to, we need to understand it. I'm telling you, sometimes I just, I just say, well. But in my heart, I'm saying, God, is this how we go today? It is, cannot be like the way it is. We have to, there must be a change. As the snake was coming with his big head, one of the missionaries just took his Bible and dropped it on his head. He became the abalist back, crippled. The old town said, Jesus is Lord. That was how you see the amount of Christians in Malaysia today. It is by that that you combat Satan. There is Satan. People are going through oppression everywhere in the world. And you are the light of the world. You have to understand this. You cannot remain a powerless Christian. If you don't need it for your neighbor, you need it for your children. I've told you before. Satan has come at my children many times. Come at my family. I told you. I've shared this with you guys. You will need it one day. Say, I'll come. One day, network. You know, Satan can say, please, friends, as you are going with these demons, that person I want to call Pastor Philip. First thing, go and jam, go and jam the, the network. That you, demon A, you sit on the, sit on the mast. <laughs> Let's see how he's going to call, call you. You just say, mm -mm, network busy, network busy. It's not remain you and your God. It's on that day that you will remember that I tell these things. Those days when nobody's there to help you. And I've told you, it's not exclusive. Please, touch me. Touch it. Am I spirit? Eh? Flesh. The day I touched Pastor Adeboe, that was the day I knew it was not, it was not spirit. All these people are human beings. There is no spirit among all of us. And so if God can use A, He can use B, He can use C, He can use D. You are the one that decides how far is you. My friend called Dara. You know, I've said that testimony from, 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 from uh, Russia. 
His friend got possessed with demons. Russia demons. I'm telling you. There was a pastor. That's what they call him. It's like the pastor. Uh, what's that name of the pastor? <laughs> oh, Mr. Collins. All right. There was a pastor <laughs> from Sweden. And the pastor initiated this guy into a court through the phone. And the guy ran mad. And began to speak rubbish. Now, when Dada called me from Russia, he said that he had been like that for three days. And they had to hide him in the room because they can report to the authorities and before you know, they, would, they would deport him and ask him to come back to Nigeria. So when he called me early in the morning around 6 a.m., it was their own 9 a.m. because they are three hours ahead of us. I said, what's the problem? He said, ah, Pastor Philip, I don't know what to say. I just have to call you. This, this, this. I said, take him to your pastor now. You would have pastor in Russia. He said, ah, those was our career pastor. He said, it's the pastor that will report this case to the authorities. So I said, so what do we do? I said, please, help us, help us. I said, take the phone to him. I am far away in Nigeria. Three hours behind. For God is not restricted by place or by time. Put up on the speaker. And you have to hear me sometimes. I don't do it here. Shut up, you devil. That's how I start. So that when they hear my voice, car, the guy says, shut up. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth. He conquered you. He defeated you. You have no right in that body. I order you now out of that body. And everything went quiet. They called me the next day totally well. He's still in Russia till today. You know, this thing has worked for me for in Dawaki. He has worked in Guanipa. I didn't know that's an international anointing. It was that day I did ah, oh, <laughs> more. People cannot keep me in this country. They have to hear me there. <laughs> ah, I have casted out Sweden demon. I said, give me the number of that useless pastor. Ah, that's it. I said, give me I said, Mr. Pastor, I know what you have done. And I've casted out the demon from that guy. If you try and again, you are done for it. I was waiting for him to call me. If he had come, I said, shut up, you devil. I would have delivered him immediately. He himself. He would say, I'm saved, I'm saved. I said, That's the only way to combat the devil. That's the only way. You can't be going around like a powerless Christian. If you don't need it for your life, you don't need it for you will need it for your husband. You need it for your children. You're going to give back to children. You're going to get married to a spouse. You need it. You need it for your classmates. You need it for your floormates. You need it for your colleagues. My boss. When one of our staff had an accident, she called me because I'm not a pastor. Somebody sent me a text message this, yesterday. She said she was being taken away by kidnappers. In a dream, she was being taken away. And suddenly, she, they said, we can't use her, we can't use her, we can't use her. And they pushed her. He said, as they pushed her, she fell into my hands. She said, Pastor, I've never, he said, I just used to read your status. I've never, never spoken to you before. He said, when I fell into your hands and I saw you praying violent tongues, makotala, klata, he clotted us. He said, ah, this Pastor Philip, this Pastor Philip, because all those men in the country, I don't even know who I'm praying for. My status is down packed with people that need it. So don't blicky, 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 in the night. I don't know. That's why I don't stop. 
I don't know who's been carried away. I need to fall into my hands. I don't know. I don't know. That's why I don't stop. Until we get to heaven, we will never know how many prayers we have prayed. We will never know how many lives you have saved. When Christians began to pray as they first the nudge in the Holy Ghost to pray. We will never know. We will never know. Are you ready for something fresh? Rise on your feet. I want you to pray today while ending on this series. Say, Lord, I'm tired of a powerless life. I'm tired of a powerless life. If indeed you have baptized me, if indeed you have blessed me, help me, Toby, where are you? If indeed you have put your power on me, Pastor Philip has said it, Lord, I want to begin to see vivid expression. Come on, come on, child of God. Come on, pray. Pray. Say, Lord, I'm tired of a powerless life. I'm tired. I want to be able to pray more. I want to be able to study more. I want to see your hand in my life. Pray and worship him. When I lift up my voice to worship you, let the fire of God fall on the auditorium. Let nothing be natural with me anymore. Let nothing be natural. Kalaboko Sita. Pray, pray, pray. Lord, something new. I'm tired of a powerless life. You want to pray that prayer? Pray, 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 pray. Come on. I see the chains falling. Hey, la ba 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 do sita. Hey. I see the chains falling. Lift your voice and pray. Say, Lord, I'm tired of a powerless life. A life that has no sign, no wonder, no change, no testimony. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, Lord, 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 give me. He go, 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 baliate. Eka bada 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 ba. Ila kwa jeshina. Eka bada bada ya. For listening to this message, meditate on these words and watch how it will transform your life. For inquiries, please call 0909-672-9827 or 0807-548-5997. You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram at SLChurchNG. You can reach us on our Facebook. That's Supernatural Life Church.